This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's happening? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson here in Studio B. Hope you're having a great Tuesday as the Saints are getting ready for the NFL Draft, one of the best times of the year for all those that like to read up on the mock drafts and see what the Saints will do on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, especially Thursday with two first-round picks and a busy day for them as well with the reports out there that the Saints have signed running back Adrian Peterson. Again, the Saints have not officially announced the deal yet, but the reports out there that Adrian Peterson will join the New Orleans Saints after spending 10 seasons with the Minnesota Vikings, the 2012 MVP is also a seven-time Pro Bowler and approaching 12,000 yards on the ground and 100 touchdowns. He has 97 heading into this season. So uh, the, the Saints running back duo of Ingram and Peterson will certainly be nice to see there uh, for the 2017 season. I'm sure Drew Brees is going to be very happy with having those two in his backfield. Of course, we'll hear more about it when it's officially announced, but we'll have John DeShazer on the program today to talk about what this means for the New Orleans Saints how it affects their offense run this year, and what will it be like having both Ingram and Peterson in the backfield. And, of course, we have to talk about uh, the first game of the NFL season for the Saints. It's at Minnesota. So, Adrian Peterson's first game against his former team will be the opening game of the season on Monday Night Football. So, I know the NFL didn't certainly plan that, uh, but they got lucky as all eyes will be on the Saints and the Vikings in week number one. So, of course, we'll talk about that. On today's program, again, no official word yet from the Saints, but yes, it has been reported that Adrian Peterson is heading to the Big Easy. Of course, we'll continue our NFL Draft preview on this Tuesday with Captain Terrell, uh, formerly of the Times Picayune. Our friend now covers the Bengals for ESPN and ESPN.com. She'll uh, help us with the Bengals, what they might do at pick number nine. And also, they have 11 picks in this year's draft. We'll see what they do with those. Maybe they trade some of those for a veteran or add a lot of pieces with those 11 picks. And, of course, some golf talk on this Tuesday as the Zurich Classic is approaching here in the Big Easy as uh, this year should be a lot of fun. They changed the format of the tournament and also a lot. I think seven of the top ten golfers in the world will be here, including Jordan Spieth. So uh, everyone should make it out to the Zurich Classic this weekend. And uh, we'll have Steve Worthy, CEO of the Zurich Classic, on to talk about the great event that they host every year there at TPC. So we have a busy show for you as this news broke this morning about Adrian Peterson. So coming up next, we'll hear from John DeShazer, then we'll hear from Captain Terrell, and we'll wrap things up with Steve Worthy. Stay with us. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Staying informed before and after a storm is critical. Hello, I'm Dave Mason, Entergy Lineman and Safety Specialist. Sign up for text alerts by downloading the free Entergy app. If the power goes out, we'll keep you informed with outage maps and alerts. You can also visit EntergyStormCenter.com where you can learn how we are preparing for the storm and how you can prepare. That's EntergyStormCenter.com. If you don't want to miss out on any of the action, get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican's mobile alerts. 
Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, of course, the NFL draft is in a couple of days, but the attention right now is on Adrian Peterson. Reports are that Adrian is heading to the New Orleans Saints, and joining me now to talk about the, the signing is John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. J.D., uh, usually when we have you on in here at this time, we're talking about the draft, but uh, obviously some big news today for the New Orleans Saints. Well, yeah. I mean, signing Adrian Peterson fills a, a void for the Saints. Um, is he somewhat of a luxury? Yeah, because the Saints don't really need a guy offensively. But if you're going to have a, a, a running back and if you're able to sign one in free agency – even though he's going to be a backup, then Adrian Peterson, a guy with his resume, it's hard to argue. Uh, almost 12,000 rushing yards in his career, 97 rushing touchdowns. He is the leading active rusher and touchdown scorer in the NFL. So adding him to that Saints backfield along with Mark Ingram obviously is a help for what the Saints need. And, yes, they did need a running back with Tim Hightower leaving via free agency going to San Francisco. They did need somebody to pair in the, in the backfield with Mark Ingram to kind of play that Tim Hightower role. So if you've got a guy like Adrian Peterson who can do it, there aren't a whole lot better. Of course, we won't know the reasoning for Adrian choosing the Saints until he actually speaks. But just um, from what you've read and what you've heard, what do you think that reasoning was? What, what made it Adrian Peterson choose the Saints over, say, maybe like the Raiders, which there were talks about him going there, or even any other team in the NFL? Well, I think here's a chance for him to lighten his workload and to play in, in the best offense in the league, or if you want to say from from 2006 till now, the Saints have been, you know, overall the best offense in the league in terms of yards per game and scoring. And really, you say the Saints have defensive deficiencies. Well, yeah, they do. But how can Adrian Peterson help the defense? Well, what Adrian Peterson can do is be your bell cow running back down the stretch and hopefully the last three, four minutes of the game when the Saints may have a three-point lead or a two-point lead or a one-point lead. He can be the guy who can helpfully milk out the clock in that four-minute offense. He can be a guy who can get those tough yards, those third and twos and, and those second and threes. You want somebody who can churn out the yardage and be able to get And with the Saints offense, let's face it, he won't face as many guys in the box as he did in Minnesota. Uh, no offense to Teddy Bridgewater or Sam Bradford, or anybody else who has played quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. But none of those guys is Drew Brees. None of them has Drew Brees' uh, resume. None of them has Drew Brees' ability. None of them have Drew Brees' stats or the respect that he 
engenders. And so Adrian Peterson should theoretically have some creases here when he runs behind the Saints offensive line, uh, depending on the situations. Do you think that I'm glad you brought up Drew Brees. Do you think that played a major role in him picking the Saints? Because they, I saw a list on Twitter of the quarterbacks that Adrian Peterson has played with in his 10 seasons, and there are more than 10 quarterbacks on that list. Was that a big reason for to say, hey, I'm going to play with a Hall of Fame quarterback and it'll make my job a lot easier? I think absolutely. I mean, he's got to look at it. And he's got to look at the opportunity. And, yeah, again, Mark Ingram is the 1A running back for the Saints. He ran for 1,000 yards last year. He averaged five yards a carry. I had an outstanding season. But there are opportunities in this Saints offense. We know that, you know, unfortunately for Mark, throughout his Saints career, there have been times where he's been nicked up, injured, missed games. Uh, Adrian Peterson – is a perfect guy, you know, if he can fill in. Now, Adrian Peterson's 32 years old, and he's coming off a season where he only played three games due to injury. And two of the last three seasons, he's only played a combined uh, four games. He missed 15 games a couple of years ago. Now, that was disciplinary off the field, and yet still. So you say, okay, 32 years old, how much wear and tear has he taken? How much tread does he have left? And he said, well, you know, he missed those two years. And you hope that that helps him. But last year was an injury year. So how has he returned from injury? And how was he going to be through injury or, or throughout this season? You know, but again, having two running backs of that caliber allows you the luxury of maybe one of them getting nicked up a little bit and you still have a high caliber running back. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but having Mark Ingram there already in the backfield, this is more kind of replacing Tim Hightower there as the backup. Um, how many carries you see both of them having? Is it more of a situational thing with Adrian Peterson, or is it they might split the carries from here on out? Well, I think it's a luxury. Um, last year, I think Tim Hightower had about 133 carries mm -hmm. or, or so, and so that works out to be maybe nine, eight a game or something like that. Maybe Adrian Peterson's workload is going to be a little bit heavier than that, but I can't see him getting you know 18 carries a game because – you know, rarely do the Saints have a running back who gets a straight 18 carries a game. And when it has been that, it's been Mark Ingram. Mark has shown himself to be capable of handling that workload. I think this benefits Adrian Peterson because of his age and because of the situations he'll face when he gets on the field uh, that he can be fresher. Um, he won't have the burden of being the guy with the bullseye on his back all the time unless he's always in on third and one, in which case obviously he's going to have the bullseye because you're looking for him. But I think he'll have some luxuries in the Saints offense that he was not afforded in Minnesota. What does this mean heading into the NFL draft for the Saints? Uh, I know there's obviously I think running back was a need and maybe they would fill that in the draft. Does this mean they kind of steer away from running back in the NFL draft, or do you still think they take just a, a younger guy just because Adrian doesn't really have a lot of years left in the league? Well, now the Saints have effectively that's five running backs on the on the roster. That's Mark Ingram, that's Adrian Peterson, uh, Daniel Lasco, Mark Marcus Murphy, and Travaris Cadet. Maybe they bring in another guy to take him to training camp uh, to to have somebody else mix in and 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 kind of you know level out the workload because you don't want to overwork Adrian Peterson in training camp. You don't want to overwork Mark Ingram in, in training camp. And so essentially you have the three younger guys, Cadet, Lasco, and Murphy. So maybe they do want to bring in another guy, but I certainly don't think the necessity is there that it appeared to be uh, before Adrian Peterson agrees to terms with the Saints. You know, I thought maybe they'd have to take somebody in maybe the second or third round. Now you don't have to do that because you have Adrian Peterson. You can fall back a little bit and address the more immediate concerns, which are rush in and cornerback. 
Before I let you go, I think the NFL hit the jackpot as far as Monday Night Football scheduling because now first game of the season for the Saints at Minnesota. I mean, what do you, what do you expect that to be like for Adrian Peterson? We knew that, obviously, when he signs with another team, there was a chance he'd go back, but first game – in Minnesota on Monday Night Football, that's going to be a, a one heck of a game. Well, you wonder how much that might have played in Adrian Peterson's decision also. Uh, he sees the mm-hmm. schedule when it came out, and he was like, hey, I've been talking to the Saints. They're going to play Minnesota first. Um, uh, ten seasons in a place, that place becomes home. I don't care what you want to call it, and I don't care what the circumstances are where you part ways. That place becomes home. And so now Adrian Peterson, first game out of the gate, he gets to go back to the place where he has been the most successful, as I mentioned, almost ran for 12,000 yards there in his 10 seasons at 97 rushing touchdowns. So he gets a chance to go back and play immediately in front of the fans who know and love him best. And uh, so it'll be it'll be something. Yeah, Monday night football, uh, they got lucky somewhat, and, and somewhat they, they swung for the fences and, and hit a homer on that one because uh, at the time you don't know Adrian Peterson is going to sign with the Saints, but maybe some of that and obviously the money, play the mm-hmm. factor for Adrian Peterson to say, hey, you know what, I wouldn't mind playing for this team because immediately I get a chance to go and you know he's going to be fired up to play his first game back in Minneapolis. And the Saints play the NFC North this year, which is kind of fitting for Adrian Peterson. He's been there for 10 years. The, the uh, Saints play at Green Bay too as well, so Adrian Peterson might help out a little bit more in that sense, knowing that Adrian's very familiar with that division. Yeah, I mean, and you're talking about playing Green Bay, so, you know, what about the field conditions? What will the field conditions be? Well, Adrian Peterson's accustomed to playing in those field conditions. He's accustomed to playing those teams, and those teams still know Adrian Peterson. they got a great deal of respect for him. That'll play into Drew Brees' hands, because if you want to put eight guys in the box to guard against Adrian Peterson, then Drew Brees is going to take advantage of you. And if you don't want to do that, then Drew Brees is going to hand it to Adrian Peterson or Mark or Mark Ingram, and hopefully take advantage that way. All right, should be interesting. J.D., we're not done with you. How about you come back tomorrow? We'll talk a little NFL draft with Sean. Do I have a chance? Nah, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be here. I'll, I wouldn't be anywhere else. All right, sounds good. J.D., you going to Jazz Fest any? Any plans for Jazz Fest? No, because this is a work weekend. Um, what about so, the next weekend? Well, now next weekend, yeah, I've got tentative plans to do Jazz Fest, and hopefully, because, you know, I, I hate to say this, I've been here a long time. I've never been to Jazz Fest. Really? Never been to Jazz Fest. So this cross fingers knock wood and all that other stuff i'm hoping will be my first year to go to jazz fest that's very brave of you to admit that here on the black and blue report well i mean <laughs> you know nobody can come in and beat me up right now but yeah i, I, I you know it's it's somewhat because i've always been working you know yep. whether it was with the paper or now with the organization i've always had to work on jazz fest weekends and so i've never had a chance to go i used to be doing the golf tournament or covering some basketball or there was always something but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, you can join J.D. at Jazz Fest as well uh, as a pel- part of the Pelicans Jazz Fest VIP giveaway. Win two tickets to Jazz Fest, access to the Pelicans VIP hospitality area on May 6th, and the Pelicans Festival swag pack, including festival chairs, hats, a flag, and more. You can follow at Pelicans NBA on social media for details and enter now at pelicans.com. Better hurry and do it because I think J.D. might steal this prize pack, get that chair, get the hookup since uh, this is JD's first opportunity here. I think he might snag this prize pack away from you. I'll be easy to find. Wherever Stevie Wonder is, that's where I'm going to be. I can promise you that. I'll be easy to find. All right, John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. Of course, he'll be back tomorrow to preview the NFL Draft with Sean Kelly. JD, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Thank you, my friend. All right, we'll continue our NFL Draft preview next with Catherine Terrell covering the Bengals for ESPN and ESPN.com. Stay with us. The future is bright for our New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins. 
along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. For a limited time, receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. So don't miss out on any of the action. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. New kids on the block are back with Paul Abdul and Boys to Men, the Total Package Tour. Three of the hottest bands in pop music history. New kids on the block with Paul Abdul on her first tour in 25 years. R&B royalty, Boys to Men. Friday, May 19th, 7:30 p.m. Smoothie King Center. Reserve seat tickets are on sale now at LiveNation.com. Hit after hit with New Kids on the Block, Paul Abdul, and Boys to Men, the biggest party ever. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Our next guest here on the Black and Blue Report ought to be familiar to Saints fans for sure. Catherine Terrell covered, of course, the black and gold for the uh, Times-Picayune and NOLA.com. She moved on. She took a better job, I guess, with the Cincinnati Bengals covering them for ESPN and ESPN.com. She's kind enough to join us here as a part of our draft preview. Catherine, great to talk to you again. I know a lot of folks down here miss you. Maybe perhaps you miss being down south as well. Thanks for having me. I definitely miss being down south, although people will joke. I've definitely been back a couple of times this spring. I've taken a few visits. Um, but as I was talking with you earlier, the weather finally got warm in Cincinnati, so it's almost like being home, yes. sort of. Yes. Would you say that your first run with the Bengals was enjoyable? How did you How did you make your way through the last season? It was, it was a good season, but I've – Marvin Lewis told me I apparently was the jinx because they were good until I got there. And then they had kind of a down season this year. They went 6-9-1, and one, and I think before I got there, they had had um, five straight winning seasons, obviously been to the playoffs several times, just couldn't get out of the first round. Um, but they lost a couple of people this year, um, Andrew Whitworth being one of them, former LSU offensive lineman. Kevin Zeiler signing that big contract for the Browns. So it'll be interesting to see how they move on from that. Yeah, no doubt. And before we talk about how they've moved on, uh, what was your response to when Coach decided that you were the jinx? <laughs> I think he had, he announced it at a press conference, which was kind of funny. I think he looked around and said, hmm, um, who, who wasn't here last year? And it was funny because as – you guys do the press conferences are live streamed, so I think fans are got a kick out of that. Uh-huh. But um, he he often makes fun of me because I'm always cold. As people here will remember, it's a little colder up here. Yes, but I also remember you were awfully bundled up even in the media room because the air conditioner was on. Well, you remember I wore that big coat in the Superdome press box all the time. Yes, yes. That's the that's my coat that I wear with not that cold out here would be my my second coat so i think that tells you how cold the superdome press box is i do not wear the coat inside in the Bengals press box shockingly shockingly yes well i'm not surprised that the uh, mercedes-benz superdome press box might just be the coldest in the league and that includes buffalo but anyway i digress Catherine, you mentioned six nine and one last season for the Bengals, and that process of moving forward let's start with free agency how what are the what are the Bengals? take care of in free agency that obviously address maybe needs that they have this coming season? Well, I think they swapped an LSU player with an LSU player. Uh, 
they brought in Kevin Minter um, after cutting. Well, actually, they cut Ray Malaluga, their longtime middle linebacker, after they signed Kevin Minter. But I think Minter will probably play uh, Mike linebacker for them. Um, they re-signed Brandon LaFell. They really like LSU players, apparently. Um, but, you know, they did lose a couple key pieces, like I said, Whitworth and, and Zeitler, and their offensive line struggled a lot last year. They allowed 41 sacks. So it's going to be interesting to see how their 2015 first and second round picks perform because those are the guys expected to play right and left tackle. And they didn't have an easy time of it last year, to put it lightly. Uh, fair enough. And if you take free agency then, Catherine, and now look forward to, if I'm not mistaken, 11 picks in the draft, what then still needs to be accomplished for the Bengals then draft-wise? Well, it's kind of interesting. I've joked to some people that the Bengals and the Saints are probably targeting the same players. So um, maybe the Saints will end up taking whoever the Bengals don't. I think they still probably have a need at linebacker. But I don't think Reuben Foster from Alabama is going to be the guy because of that shoulder issue that's probably going to land him on pup to start the season. I think the Bengals des- desperately need a pass rusher. So that's going to be key there. It's just a matter of if anyone's around that fits in their system. I think Derek Barnett could be a guy that's still around there. Um, the Bengals have been kind of known for taking taller defensive ends, guys that are over 6'6 six, six or 6'7". Six, um, so it kind of remains to be seen if they'll break the mold if they do take a defensive end this year, which I definitely expect. I expect them to take probably two of them, and then maybe a wide receiver. They they need a a, a fast guy. They drafted Tyler Boyd the second round last year, but he kind of has his role to play. He's a slot guy, He's not the fastest guy. Um, so I think they need one to stretch the field. So that would be at number nine, obviously, and and maybe even obviously at forty one. Uh, as you go deeper down the draft, what are the, some other holes that they might like to plug or, or where are they drafted prior to this year that they've used as kind of a, a, de- a developmental type situation? Well, actually one I didn't remember that I didn't mention that would have been up high is, is running back, actually. They've shown a lot of interest in running back. Wow. Um, they've had Leonard Fournette in for a visit. They've had Joe Mixon in for a visit. So I could see them taking a running back in the first or second round. The interesting thing about the Bengals is they've had a lot of bad luck with injuries to their draft picks lately. So their nose tackle, Andrew Billings, never got to play last year. He was drafted in um, the 2016 draft. Their first-round corner, William Jackson III, never got to play. He was also out for the season. So I don't really see corner as a need, although they seem to always take one. Um, so maybe they'll take one later. Um, I think they will probably take a defensive tackle, certainly a wide receiver, like I said, and then they could take a running back day mm. one or, or day two. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Catherine, with all those picks, would they trade up at all? Um, maybe in the later rounds. I don't really see them doing that early. Um, I don't see them trading up in round one or round two. Um, they will surprise you sometimes, but I, I doubt it. I know that they like Fournette, but I certainly can't see them trading up for Fournette. I think he'll also be gone at number nine, and they'll just move on to someone else. But they have shown a lot of interest in him. 
What about the fans? What are the fans saying about the offseason here after, as you mentioned earlier, their first losing season in, in what, five tries or so? Well, it hasn't been a great offseason in the eyes of the fans. Obviously, their left tackle, who's been there forever, left. Uh, their best guard left. Um, and then, of course, you have Adam Jones' legal issues. Uh, he was arrested in January, and um, the Bengals stood by him. He didn't have the best week this week. Uh, we had a first open, open locker room on Monday, mm-hmm. and he got into a verbal, alter, verbal altercation with a reporter. It's the best way to describe it, was cursing at him, things like that. And I think a lot of fans have kind of expressed the fact that they would like to see the Bengals perhaps move on from Jones, who's going to be 34, and a lot of corners just don't hold up their high performance at that age, as you know. Um, so I don't think fans are entirely happy with how the offseason has gone, but, again, it's so hard to predict how a team is going to be in April. You know, so many things can change, especially the draft. They really need to hit on this draft, but uh, who knows? I, I think if they can fix their offensive line problems, things will get a lot better. But their offense was very inconsistent last year, and a lot of that has to do with the offensive, offensive line. And they definitely didn't get better there. They got worse. Catherine, good stuff. The Bengals, as you uh, are aware, maybe now our listeners are too, will select ninth, 41st, 73rd. That'd be the third round. And then two picks in the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds uh, when we get to next week. Catherine, uh, congratulations on a successful first year. I know folks can follow you on Twitter and even more easy, easy at uh, ESPN.com. And uh, I'm glad that the warmer weather is on its way for you. Thanks for having me. I'm sure I will see you at some point this year. Are you ready for a slimmer and trimmer you? Smoothie King's new and improved Slim and Trim meal replacement smoothies are here. Now with just 250 or fewer calories per 20-ounce cup, they're slimmer and trimmer than ever. Keep your diet on track and feel fuller longer with at least 11 grams of protein and 6 grams of fiber. Add Smoothie King to your diet today with new and improved Slim and Trim smoothies in three delicious flavors. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Diet and weight loss depend on individual needs, eating right, and exercising daily. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Follow us on Twitter at BlackBlueReport. Before we get out of here on this Tuesday, of course, we talked about the Zurich Classic coming to the Big Easy this weekend. Cassie Calvert caught up with Steve Worthy, CEO of the Zurich Classic. Here's what he had to say about the upcoming tournament. Steve, tell us a little bit about the 4Kids Foundation, the mission, and what you guys do there. Well, uh, the 4Kids Foundation, we're a nonprofit that runs uh, and produces the Zurich Classic uh, we've got about 240 members, uh, primarily in New Orleans, but but we've got it's regional uh, down the Bayou, Baton Rouge, other places, uh, and our members uh, work, uh, sell, and help make sure this tournament goes well, and all the proceeds go to charity. So at the end of the day, uh, you know, for the last 
four years, uh, we've distributed more than 1.8 million in each of those four years. Uh, you know, that, that's the reason uh, that they work so hard to make sure that the tournament goes well. Uh, and then we have a charity committee that, uh, you know, makes decisions on where the money should go. Our mission, uh, as the name uh, indicates, for kids, uh, goes to children's charities. And, uh, you know, with the money we've given out, uh, we're, we're very proud of it and feel like we're having a real positive impact on our city. That's incredible. So it's a really exciting year this year for the Zurich Classics. The first year, the format will be two-man teams and garnered perhaps the best field ever. But how exactly does the two-man team work for maybe fans who aren't aren't familiar? Sure. Uh, well, if for anyone who's watched the Ryder Cup or President's Cup, it'll be fairly familiar because uh, guys play the, the two formats that are played in those events, uh, alternate shot and best ball. Um, alternate shot is a pretty unique format. Uh, many of our pros, as we were recruiting, have told me they've never played alternate shot in a competition. In alternate shot, you the, the two guys play one golf ball. So if I tee off, if I hit it behind a tree, now you've got to hit the second shot from that bad place. Um, so, you know, that's something pretty unique for those guys. We'll play alternate shot on Thursday, and then we'll play best ball on Friday. In best ball, we would both play our ball through to the hole, and if you make a three and I make a four, we'll record your three, the better of the two scores. So, you know, I mean, I think uh, it, it brings a lot of excitement and a lot of fun for the guys. It breaks up the week-to-week the, the -week individual play that they, they would normally do each week. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's just something new and different, and I think uh, they're obviously they're very, very excited about it. Certainly. Um, so the lineup boasts seven of the top ten players in the world right now, which is incredible. You have Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, big names like that, Ricky Fowler. What are some of the exciting pairings that fans can look out for throughout the week? Well, you know, some of the ones you mentioned, I mean, Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson is a big one. Justin has won here before. Henrik Stenson is the reigning British Open champ, and they've played as a Ryder Cup team together a lot of times. Uh, Jason Day and Ricky Fowler are two of the most popular players in the world. Jason Day was world number one until a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, Bubba Watson and J.B. Holmes, I think, will be a very popular team. Bubba won here in 2011 and then went on to win two Masters, uh, and they both, both guys hit it a mile. So uh, in terms of, of spectator-friendly, they'll be fun to watch uh, with as far as they hit the golf ball. Uh, you know, there are international teams. You've got Hideki Matsuyama, who's the fourth-ranked player in the world. He's playing with a countryman. Hideto Tanahara uh, in the world uh, the match play event that's held on the PGA Tour. The top 64 players in the world play, and he made it to the final four. Tanahara. So uh, those two will be very very good. Uh, you got you know uh, Louis Oosthuizen and Brendan Grace, who as a Presidents Cup team in, in the last Presidents Cup went four and zero. So they've had success playing together. It's a very long, very uh, deep field. Uh, a lot of major winners. Uh, a lot of very recognizable names, and uh, you know we're we're it's it's awesome at the top, but the depth is really strong, and uh, we're we're very proud of the field. Yeah, it's looking to be a very exciting event. Speaking of some big name people, we have some familiar faces that will be out throughout the week as well. Coach Peyton and Drew Brees will be playing Wednesday in the Pro Am. They're always regulars of the Zurich Classic, and then we'll have Mark Ingram in the Celebrity Shootout on Tuesday, I believe. Are those events all open for fans to attend as well? Uh, they are actually our Tuesday celebrity shootout uh, is a pretty strong field. We actually uh, Coach Payton and Mark Ingram are going to play on Tuesday. Great. That's a 3 p.m. start, and there are tickets are not required on Tuesday. We we don't uh, we, we let everyone in on Tuesday. We've also got Chris Berman, Lexi Thompson, who's the best U.S. Uh, LPGA player, uh, Matt Flynn, who uh, led LSU to a national championship. That's going to be a fun event on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, uh, Chris Berman will also be playing. But as it relates to the Saints. 
uh, Sean and Coach uh, Drew and, and Coach Peyton will both be playing. Uh, they do every year and, and seem to have a great time. So, uh, you know, certainly, certainly have some connection back to the Saints. We love it. So break down the rest of the week for us. There's a ton of events. What are some of the highlights throughout the week? Uh, well, you know, for those that want to come out and see players in a more casual setting on Wednesday, you know, because they're playing with amateurs, uh, that's a lot of fun for a lot of folks. Uh, you know, Thursday and, and Friday, uh, you know, the guys, now, now they're playing for $7.1 million, and they're pretty serious. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we've always tried to gear uh, our experience. Uh, you know, certainly the best players in the world are here, and if you're a hardcore golf fan, you'll, you'll be able to watch that and enjoy it. At the same time, you know, we've got a, a kid's zone. We've got uh, a lot of interactive activities. Uh, you know, our, our food and beverage is widely considered the best on the PGA Tour. We've got a Capital One Bank Champions Club. We've got the Acme Oyster House venue, uh, our absolute 19th hole. Uh, food is available in all of those venues, and it's very good food, people, uh, food and drink, and people take a lot of advantage of that. Uh, so, you know, we, we try to make sure we have something for everyone. And we'll have the cut on Friday night, and then after the cut, they'll they'll go back to alternate shot again on Saturday and best ball on Sunday, uh, and finish for TV about uh, 5:30 on on uh, Sunday evening. Uh, hopefully, weather permitting, and uh, let, let, the forecast looks good, so we're looking forward to a fun year. Fingers crossed. It sounds like a very exciting event. You mentioned TV. If fans are out of town, where can they watch? Uh, we're on the Golf Channel on Thursday and Friday, and then on CBS on Saturday and Sunday. Great. We're looking forward to it. Best of luck and for an exciting tournament. Thanks so much. Should be a fun one. Again, new format. Lots of good golfers will be uh, there this weekend, so it should be a fun time at TPC. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Big thanks to Steve Worthy, Catherine Terrell, who covers the Bengals for ESPN.com, and John DeShazer giving us the full scoop on Adrian Peterson joining the New Orleans Saints. On tomorrow, we wrap up our NFL draft preview coverage with J.D. He's not done with us just yet as he's getting ready to head to Philadelphia to cover the first round of the draft for NewOrleansSaints.com. He'll be on with Sean Kelly, and we'll also wrap up our other team's coverage of the draft with uh, the Buffalo Bills as they sit right in front of the Saints. Pick number 10, Chris Brown, Bills insider for BuffaloBills.com, will join me to talk about what they might do at pick number 10. And then no shows Thursday and Friday, as, of course, we'll have a draft show for you on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app. More on that coming up on tomorrow's show. Until then, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great rest of your day, and thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.